The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuwale Agbayani, Alamia. Happy Valentine's Day again. <laughs> Because every day is Valentine's Day, Alan. We no. should always be telling the people that we love and show them that they we care. And you know what? I most love y'all, impo- but I ain't doing it. Most importantly, every single day, we should just love ourselves. So look in the mirror right now if you're by a mirror. Or you can oh, get out your here, phone. Here we go. You can get out your phone and you know open up the camera. Or if you have the reflective type of screen that Alan has, you can look at your phone and say, Self, I love you. Times may be hard sometimes, but you're doing it. You're going through the day, and I love you. And give yourself not if, not if you're driving though. Please please don't be doing this if you're driving. Give yourself a self hug. What in the world is what has gotten into you today? <laughs> this is me every day. Just sometimes oh. I, I I I get it out a little more than usual. But <laughs> oh man, you was. Did you have a good dinner or something last night? Oh, I binge watched like my perfect match on Netflix and had some oh, wine no. and had some tacos and uninterrupted where, my where, reality. Actually, there's a new term for it. Unscripted shows because <laughs> I think they got a lot of, you know, by everyone knows it's not reality. So now they call it unscripted shows on Netflix. And the other half was just playing his video games. And All right, I got eventually a he made his way to the living room and then he tried to, and I was like, it's Valentine's. This is how I threw in the Valentine's card. I'm like, it's Valentine's Day. That means you can't say any secondhand comments about my show. It's like, this is so dumb. I was like, you either go to the other room or you could stay on the couch and you just can't say anything. This is what I want for Valentine's Day. Let me watch my shows in peace. <laughs> and what do you do? He was actually very good. He was really didn't say That's anything. That's impressive. I know. Mike, you deserve a night out, my friend. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, it's not like I make him watch it with me. He I just happens question, to come though. to the, the living the, room the, and right, I say, co- can't say anything. There's a couple questions. First, okay. where are the tacos from? Um, It was from Margaritas. Is that the place right across the street from Walmart? Yes. Okay. It's really good. Is it? Like shoot tacos? No. It's my kind of tacos. Fancy tacos. Actually, no, they have a combination. Fancy. Like, I like, I mean, I I like street tacos too, but I like the type of tacos that has like a little bigger and they have like, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, onions. Did you just say lettuce? Yeah. We're not friends. Yeah. Get out of here. That's why I said the. Get out of here. Gosh, you make like you're Mexican or something. Like, you can't judge. From LA. So, <laughs> if you're not Mexican, you can't judge me on my taste. Oh, tacos. I can judge. Nope. Oh, I will be judgy McJudgy nope, all nope, I want. All nope, right, second nope. question <laughs> What video games is the other half playing? I'm okay. trying to like figure out what my. my One of my, those shooting my... war games that everyone plays. It's some version of Call of Duty, whatever the newest version they call it now of Call of Duty. Does he like play online with. Yeah. With he, all his friends. And he talks trash to like little kids. No, because it, it's just his friends that are on headset. Because uh, little kids used to talk trash to me. Because I'm not very good at video games, but I gave it a shot, right? All my friends do it. I tried. I got tired of little eight-year-olds uh, just killing me all the time and, and talking trash to me over the headsets. It's very demeaning. Because 
Because then, like, I show no restraint. Just talk back. And they give them, bro. Yeah. They got to learn. They got to learn today. They're going to learn if, today. If they're going to talk trash, they got to expect that it's going to come back at them as well. Those darn eight-year-olds and 11-year-olds are ruthless these yeah. days, I tell See, you. So I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day. But again, it's Valentine's Day again today. So just always go out and appreciate your peoples and show them how much you love them. But most importantly, like I said, it is important to love yourself. And that's my PSA for today. So what's, if you're not by a mirror right now, when you get to one, or if you're driving, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, self, I love you. You're doing great. Keep on going. Keep on keeping on. And you're the beautifulest of all the beautiful people because, you know, you heard me say this this morning and that's why. They're the beautifulest. So you're already winning the day if you're listening right now and you should love yourself. See, don't be angry like Alan and don't judge people for their taste in food. Because someone over here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. Now you want to blast me on about Mexican food? Oh, I'm gonna blast go. you about the fact that Alan does not eat leftovers, people. So no, I'm okay, I, I've gotten better. Actually, I just had this conversation <laughs> with someone yesterday. Oh, because my lunch got interrupted, and you know me, I don't eat cold food. If my food gets cold, I'll throw it away. That's different. Okay, well, that no, you can't. Yeah, you have if, to heat it up again. No, if my food gets cold, so there you I'll guys throw go. It so See, I threw away. You can't judge people yeah. on eat what they actually eat. Instead of wasting food, okay. people are starving, Alan. Well, I just fed a bunch of insects at the dump. That's what I just <laughs> did. So therefore, it works. You don't need that many insects. Insects help <laughs> oh, regulate the environment. Anyways, we t- totally just started this show. and, and But, well, that leads me into just showing people you appreciate them because probably the biggest news that came down yesterday in terms of... Um, just locally here, as it relates to local sports, is that former University of Hawaii football head coach Greg McMacken did pass away yesterday, according to his family members and close f- friends. Uh, if I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone kind of remembers him, but he was UH's defensive coordinator a couple of times, actually, in 99. And then in 2007, when it was the glory days where everyone remembers. And as Alan says, we will get back to that day, those days sometimes. <laughs> when he went 12 and 0 and then getting routed by Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. But we're talking about Coach Mack. We won't get on the, the train of the Sugar Bowl. Um, but it, it's kind of. We're he, going to the Sugar Bowl again. Yeah. It, it's, it's, he was such a good, like just a good guy and a good human. I know some people, like anything else with coaches that we have here, they're indifferent about, you know, the type of like how his season was overall didn't have like if you look back at just his overall record at Hawaii it wasn't like outstanding but at the same time he did win that WAC championship went to a couple of bowl games and lost but that was during my that's my cousin years and my cousin Anastova was playing over there um he was actually the first division one head coach that I got to work with directly because June Jones had already left and I went to go work at the previous station in 2009. So coach Mack was always like super nice. And we used to have our coaches show and he would go to every single guest that was on the, like that was sitting there waiting for him to arrive. And he would shake their hand and say, thank you for being here so much. So that like, sometimes we had to kind of, uh, coach, the show's starting. Like, you need to hurry up and come and take your seat because he would just want to go to everybody. And then when the show, if he didn't get to finish saying hi to everyone and thanking them for being there, he would do the show and then he would 
once the show was done, he would go back to where he had kind of ended off, like thanking everyone for being there and thanking them again and really mingling. And he was always nice to us in the media that like, at least in my experience and just so gracious. And it, it was it was nice to see yesterday just the outpouring of love from just like former players and coaches. that, And I, I kind of like I read a bunch of it and I feel like the same sentiment is that he Everyone kind of saying like he's the he believed in me. He he told me that I would do all these great things, and I think that's really important, especially at that level of coaching and in and in high school and in college. That you know having that coach that builds the, their players up and gets them prepared for for life really, and giving them that confidence. Uh, as expected, Stephen Sai of the Star Advertiser has a very good and extensive write up about Coach Mack and. So and and this is pretty cool too. I always forget about this. Where in his in addition to his UH work, uh, Coach Mac coached Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis, actor Dwayne the Rock Johnson at Miami, and served as the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. And of course, he took over for UH in 2008 when June Jones went to SMU, uh, and Rich Miano, Ron Lee, Cowley, and George Lumpkin remained. Oh, good old with Lumpkin. the Warriors. So he still had a pretty awesome coaching staff that stayed behind when he took over the the helm. And he hired Coach Mack was the one to hire former UH quarterback Nick Rolovich, gave him that job as the quarterback's coach. And Dave Aranda, who at that time was just a grad assistant at Texas Tech when uh, Coach Mack was the Red Raiders defensive coordinator and defensive line coach and so and then a year later, Rolovich and Aranda were promoted to the coordinator of UH's offense and defense. So he always at least it seems like he kind of knew if someone could be something, because as we know, well, despite whatever Rolo is going through right now with everything that is still trickling down from the pandemic years, uh, he was still I think it's fair to say that he was still a very, very good coach. He did well here in Hawaii. He was starting to do well in Washington State. He was a very much a player's coach. And of course, Dave Aranda, who is now the head coach at Baylor and doing really well for himself, too. So um, and he goes on Baylor head coach. Dave Aranda goes on to say, quote, I would not be in this position without knowing him and having him in my life. Coach gave me my first shot at calling plays. He mentored me in calling plays. You don't take that lightly. He wanted to be a head coach for so long, and he finally gets his shot, and then he's going to put faith in me. He made he made you want to achieve and not let him down. So that's what Dave Aranda had to say about Coach Mack. I'll, I'll, there's no words. Coach Mack, he always put us, like, when you talk about, like, just smile, yeah. And, and appreciate life like that's 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 coach Mac to a T just smile and appreciate life appreciate your family your friends and those around you that support you and uh and then he instilled that in others and and the only thing I could really outside of his, his genuine kindness he always made sure I was okay made sure I was doing good I had just moved out here he's my first head coach too actually I mean not my first head coach because I worked at their other radio station but just a, a genuinely great human being and and I'll, I'll just leave you with this. The one thing I'll, that always stays out, he'd always be like, how you doing, you crazy mother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always like to do he'd that. Always, he'd like, out of nowhere, like, Alan, Alan, you crazy mother. <laughs> you doing okay? I'm, I'm like, I'm doing okay, coach. Oh, my gosh. He's so, like, 
used to say that to a, one of our shows also that we used I to know. play priest yeah, priest. He would... be like, oh, how are you crazy mothers doing today? Uh, he would just make me oh, smile. He would li- literally put a smile on my face. Yeah, he was so he was such a good, and that's what I tweeted. I was like, dang, I'm like, he's just a good human. You know, 77 years old, though, lived lived a good life. And to the reports, he was, he was battling some health issues. But yeah, just ugh, anytime they're a good human, it makes me a little teary. As I'm getting right now. Gosh, Kool-Aid, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> I, I think that's what he means to the people yeah. here. Like, And I, I don't think sometimes you, you realize how much he meant because maybe towards the end of his tenure here, you kind of go like, all right, we need to make a change. But then you forget, like, but there's more about wins and losses. And, and that's what Coach Mack was. And I, and like I said, it's the fact that he always left you with a smile. And, and we never forgot about him. We might not talk about him in the media, but... I'll be. I'll sit here and be honest. I'm always kind of going like, I wonder what Coach Mack is doing. I used to wonder that from time to time. You know what too. I mean? Like, like how what's is that Coach? guy? Yeah. What's he doing? I trust me. I ain't saying that about Norm, and I know Norm too. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not sitting there going like, I wonder what Norm's doing. Oh, that's true. You know what well, I mean? He wasn't as um friendly. He wasn't and, as friendly to the media. Yeah, I've known him since LA. Yeah, and and so this is where some like here. Here's here's just a couple more things with like. Samson Ongwai, he tweeted out, saddest news I've seen. Thank you, Coach Mack, for believing in me. You took a shot on me and helped me develop in the man I am today and the coach I am today. Appreciate you, Coach. Love you forever and ever. RIP, you're my guy. And I guess that's what he, that's coach what he always says to say. You're my guy. You're my guy. Um, where's the other one I saw from? Shoot. I wish I could. But um, anyways, yeah. So, But a lot of... The stuff that I just went down on Twitter. Oh, Smitty, Coach Brian Smith said, great memories working for Coach Matt. Grateful for the opportunity he provided me to work for my alma mater. There is a clip from Lonesome Tub that Coach Mac showed the team the night before many games with a great toast. Here's to the sunny slopes of long ago. Uh. <laughs> I know. But all of these, like I said, I just went down reading everything. Um from former players and everything. Chris Brown said, thank you, Coach Mack, for teaching us the true mentality of defense. Your teaching has lasted with us and will continue forever. Play like your butts are on fire. Used another word. (laughs) Are on fire. Rest in love. Coach, thank you. Number 54. Uh, This is from Mike Lafaele. Coach Mack believed in me from day one. He had my back in everything. Coach got me set up in the medical sales field after I was done playing. Truly inspirational person in my life, like a father to me and my family. Love you, Coach. R-I-L to the goat. And what is this? Praise praying, emoji? Praying, yeah, Not the praising praise hands. Up, the, yeah, praising hands emoji. Yeah, so like that's pretty much when I was seeing things pop up. That's a lot of the stuff that you saw from former players and colleagues with Coach Mack. Everything is all about giving me a shot and helping me. And that's how good of a person he was. And I love how you started off with my boy, uh, Samson, uh, yeah. uh, a friend of mine. You know, congratulations to him because he just got named, uh, I think, wide receivers coach at Southern Oregon University. He's going to leave UH and, and go be a uh, a wide receivers coach for Southern Oregon. So congratulations to him. He's part of that tree. Played under Mac, learned from Mac, is going to ca- carry on mm-hmm. his his teachings through another university. So, um, you know, of course, we're going to miss Samson here, uh, part of our group here. But, uh, but you know, that's just what Mac did. He, he did far more than teach the game. He taught you how to be able to navigate life after. And that was the cool thing about him because not many coaches will do that. Yeah, I didn't know he helped – 
Mike LaFaele yeah. with that job in medical sales. Yes. But that's what I mean. He doesn't have to do that. That's out of his job description. But that's the kind of person he was. Well, someone was saying too, like Mac. Mac was the type of guy too. You go to the, like McDonald's, and like whoever's in line, he like he'll pay for their their. I heard like, their that meals. too. Like he'd be like, oh, every, I got everyone's yeah. meals in here. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's freaking cool. Yeah. And and that shows you the human side of him is far greater than the coach. Um, that's in him. So he he will definitely be missed. Sorry, my voice is just gone. Okay, it's not like me. No, I'm not up in here. I gotta. We're gonna take a break as I collect myself because I'm getting all teary eyed reading all this stuff all over again as I was yesterday. So we'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Ule Agbayani, Alan Mia. It's Wednesday, post Valentine's Day, aka it is still Valentine's Day. <laughs> but also, uh, coming up after the show, we have Sharks Weekly uh, for HPU at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena on HPU's Aloha Tower Marketplace Campus, or aka ATM is what the cool college kids call it, the ATM campus. Um, but looking at some of the the or local news just announced yesterday is that Bellator MMA is making another return to the islands woo, in April and on April 21st and 22nd. And now it will be headlined, though, with a flyweight title fight between Liz Carmouche and Deanna Bennett, while 295 will be headlined by the Bantamweight World Grand Prix between Rafael Stott and Patchy Mix. Very good fight, by the way, or it will be a very good fight. Fight, but the Bellator 295 preliminary card uh, will begin at 2:30 p.m. and features local fighters in Kaoni Diggs, Kai Kamaka the Third, Sumiko Inaba, and their opponents will be named in the coming days. But also, Ili Malay McFarlane will be on the Bellator 295 main card, so she's actually in Hawaii and kind of promoting that around town that she is back. That was kind of the big announcement to be announced that was yesterday. So Bellator 295, again, that's the April 22nd card. Um, to begin with the prelims with a bunch of local fighters and Ili Malay McFarlane will be on the main card. So make sure you jot that into your calendar. Am I here? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I was like, I had to make sure I'm telling, I'm going to have to jot it down in my own calendar to make sure we're available to go as well. Uh, but that'll be a good one. And so it's, it's weird because I don't think I've ever really talked about this on the show with everything that happened with Ilima um, and her former coach in the the Punahou basketball coach, Dwayne Ewan, that got finally arrested by the FBI. Uh, But I bring this up because there was kind of, she had posted on her social media when he had gotten like busted by the FBI last, was it just last week? And he sent, at first, she kind of bashed the University of Hawaii Rainbow Wahine basketball program because uh, Ewan used to sit courtside at the games. And So she, you know, everyone kind of took it as like, wow, like they're just going to let him sit there. So she actually, her original post on her Instagram was, you know, a lot of um, emojis (laughs) that were there. And her anger was directed at initially toward the women's basketball program. But fortunately, I guess somebody 
told her about the situation. And apparently Coach Beeman, the coaching staff and Coach Beeman's wife even tried to they were trying to effort getting him removed. They did not want him sitting there. And so and I bring this up because yesterday they had posted a picture of Ilima and she went actually to speak to the Rainbow Wahine basketball team and has a photo with Coach Beeman and they posted it. So it's nice that all right, we got they got to get together and squash everything. But at the end of the day, too, I'm like, shame on you, University of Hawaii, for even allowing the guy to sit there. And I don't even know why he's still allowed to coach youth basketball. Ugh, makes me angry. <laughs> like, like, seriously makes me angry that because the only reason why he's not criminally convicted is because the statute of statute of limitations, meaning it's too long, far ago that they can't process or criminal charges on this person it does there's nothing to do with being acquitted or found not guilty it's just which i feel like crimes like this they shouldn't have a statute of limitations come on now uh this is like children we're talking about and a child predator roaming the streets and whatnot but yeah i can't believe the university of hawaii was able to like just yeah even though the team itself the team wanted him removed i feel like there has to be something where i mean you know, stores and restaurants, it's like we have the we reserve the right to not serve people. It's like if you're a ticket right. holder buying a courtside seat, I'm sorry. If the if the coaching staff and, and you're have this type of accusations against you, you shouldn't be allowed to sit there in a especially among amongst young women. I will start by saying I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. But at the same time I can kind of and and there's just a little bit, like a small percentage of me that goes, I kind of understand you know, the University of Hawaii's position on this. You kick them out, sure, but you you open yourself up for litigation. And I think you got to avoid that at any cost, right? Because we're talking about, yeah, civil suits are one thing, but that, that doesn't mean criminal. That's not criminal charges. Of course, a lot of people assume, well, if, if you lose your civil case or you settle out, that generally means you would have lost the criminal case as well. I understand that point of view. I get it. it, it but at the same time, still not a criminal uh, charge on you and and therefore you can't treat them like a criminal because it, it's just not founded so you can't kick them out on those on those basis because you open yourself up for discrimination lawsuits and that could derail everything and 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 you have to unfortunately let the process play, play out and and i'm not saying that i agree with it because i don't i think the university should have kicked them out immediately especially if the girls felt uncomfortable and they wanted him out and the coaching staff wanted him out and the players wanted him out it should never, uh, he should never have been allowed. But at the same time, again, that 1% of me understands the, the university position on it because that litigation could have been detrimental for years to come down the road. Um, and I, I think you have to avoid that. It's kind of like my job here. Like my job is to keep us out of court. And, and sometimes I have to do things I don't want to, but, and I have to err on that side of things because of the litigation purposes because it, could, it has implications on far, far more people than just them. Let me rephrase, actually. Let me rephrase. I think he should, his courtside seat should have been revoked. Yes. I don't think you can ban him from the simplified okay. staff yes. sheriff center. That, so let yes. me rephrase. They should have revoked his courtside seats. Yes. Because that you can actually control. Like, it's a privilege to sit there. Uh, like, you know, we joke about it, but technically, if you're courtside, you shouldn't run on the court. And if they wanted to and you break the rule, they can revoke your courtside seats because it's a process. You can't just go online and buy courtside seats. You have to go through a separate process than buying your season tickets online. It's a whole other thing. And like you have to, you know, make sure you abide by all these rules, yada, yada, yada. So 
Yeah, I guess in that standpoint, let me rephrase where they could have, because I, I agree with you in that standpoint where I feel like you need more to ban someone from an establishment in general. So, yeah, what I meant was, because he's right there. You no, know what you're, I mean? I, like, I, and like I said, that's why I agree with you. Yeah. I just think at that point, because it was a civil case that was settled amongst Punahou School, you know what I mean? It's not even settled between Ewan. So, th- therefore, there's really no charges at that time against Dwayne Ewan. Yeah. But- as I understand it, right? But I agree with you. I think at the least you could have done was just say, hey, you know what? Based on what's going on, what has transpired, we are asking you simply move up into the stands to another area. Yeah. Somewhere basically where, sit wherever you Somewhere want. where the girls cannot see you so they're not feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And like in that the view. I mean, even if he saw, bought his own ticket to sit first level, you know, but it's in the stands, fine. But it's like when you're... Sitting courtside is 100% a privilege that has to be approved. And I just can't believe he was, especially when one of the uh, people that filed, yeah, filed a complaint was a former player in Shanalei Kuehu of the University of Hawaii. So you're telling me that all of that stuff does not matter to you. Now, I will say this. As a father, as a parent, as a human being, should never, ever been allowed in that arena to begin with. Mm-hmm. Should not be around kids, especially our female athletes, based on the allegations until everything was resolved. And that means the FBI investigation and everything. Should never have been in the position to be around those those kids and those student athletes. It's... It's heartbreaking that it was allowed up until this point and it went on for so long. And it's heartbreaking even more so there were parents who defended him. I get it. You want to see the good in people outside the bad and the negative side. But when there's a lot of smoke, there's got to be a fire somewhere. Yeah. I mean, only because it's that type of There's other basketball programs you could have been a part of. Yeah. That's like the worst... Of the worst types of crimes, that's why, to prey on children who... And and even if, like, his most recent one, 17, that's still too young and being so old and, you know, kind of grooming, like, these kids and, and young women. And it's just, like, disgusting. I mean, I've had pretty much majority of my coaches in my entire... From youth to high school to college career has have been all men, and they have all been great. So I can't imagine somebody who takes advantage of that and like takes advantage of just the innocence of of young girls and young women and it just ugh it's disgusting but fortunately the feds got him and hopefully got him for good lock him away for good and bye bye we don't have to worry ever about seeing him ever again in in any capacity so that at the end of the day the feds are hopefully getting justice for not only Ely Malay McFarland, Shanalei Kuehu, but also multiple uh, girls that we probably don't even know about, too. But I digress, as that brings me back to Bellator MMA. Just mark your calendars, though. In April, April 21st and 22nd, I imagine they'll do the, so the, usually the Friday is the military night, and the 22nd on uh, for Bellator 295 and is when we will have I get a chance to see a bunch of our local fighters. Also, I didn't even mention that Yancey Medeiros is also on the prelim card. So it'll be stacked with a bunch of our local fighters. I cover it all the time. But every time it comes around, I always miss our friend Matias. 
he used to be my MMA buddy. And we that sort of like covered our first Bellator event together, but <coughs> maybe he'll fly in. Anyways, we'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. Beautiful people, it's Wake Up in the Den, Kule, Agbayani, Alan, Mia. Happy Aloha Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day again. I just want to say that because Alan's just going to be like, come on. Told you, Alan. It's important to love yourself. Let's move on. Self, I love you. Self hug. Self hug. <laughs> hand hug. Oh, you know our besties to always do the hand hug. <laughs> yeah. Hand hug. Oh, that's funny. That's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> hand hug. Cup it. Hand Cup hug. It. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. <laughs> I do um, miss him. Yeah. I, I get to see him from time to time, but yeah. Cup it. Hand hug. <laughs> sometimes he'll, he, he told me sometimes he'll uh, listen in when before when he's not busy doing other things that he has to do now early in the morning. Uh, but Yeah. <laughs> So if someone knows who we're talking about, tell them that we gave him. I'm a, actually a just little... texting him right now. <laughs> oh. And anyway. hug. So uh, before the break, we were talking about Bellator MMA coming back to Hawaii on April 21st and 22nd. But I just wanted to let you know one more t- thing that tickets are on sale this Friday. So if you do want to go, tickets are on sale on Friday for that card on t- Bellator 295 to go out and support all of our local fighters on that card. There will be a special pre-sale that will take place on Thursday, a.k.a. tomorrow. I'm not sure what that is, but Friday is when everything will go on sale and are available at Ticketmaster and Bellator.com. Or I'll post like a link on our website as well at HawaiiSportsRadio.com if you guys are interested in getting tickets. And it's always a fun time. I love seeing like the Hawaiian flags in the crowd and everyone just goes nuts and uh, at the Blaisdell and cheers like crazy. But of course, since we usually go as media, I got to tone it down and not be able to cheer because we have to be professionals there when we sit cage side. So uh, if you guys are going to go, tickets are on sale this Friday. So be sure to put that in your alarm to to save the the date and time. All right. In our sports business today is something that I know Alan will appreciate in that MSP Sports Capital prepares $3.75 billion Tottenham bid. Woohoo! It would value the Premier League club at $3 billion and add $750 million in debt to the team's books. Let me tell you something. If Tottenham goes for three point, how much? $3.75 billion with a B. That means Liverpool's going for $4.5 to $5 billion. <laughs> Because as it is right now, Liverpool is is valued only at like three point three billion. Yeah, and you're telling me if Tottenham's gonna get sold for three point seven five, and Tottenham is like is nowhere, is not even on the same planet as far as global reach as Liverpool. Don't get me wrong, Tottenham is good. Yeah, Tottenham. I, I actually I like one of their one of their um, son. I I really love son. Mm, mm-hmm. So good. I wish he was on Liverpool. That's how good he is. But they're not worldwide. I don't care what you'd say. Three point seven billion. Stop it. 
<laughs> so Forbes last valued Tottenham, which reported $534 million in revenue in the fiscal year ending June 2022. So Forbes valued them at $2.35 billion. Absolutely not. <laughs> Forbes, you're smoking. That's crazy, so- though. $535 million in revenue for a club that is... So let's see. Let's try to... I always see this on Twitter, Alan. We need to we need to paint this in. Explain it in basketball terms. Where would we rank Tottenham if we're looking at the NBA? So you have the top team. So you have like the Knicks, the Warriors, and stuff. So this is so that even the Lakers and the Lakers. Worldwide. So the Lakers to me is kind of like your Manchester United. They're horrendous, but they have their glory days, and their fans like myself aren't going anywhere, no matter how much you just get. Sick and tired of being sick and tired of how that team is run. So Manchester United is up there with like the Lakers. And then you have like, who do we compare? Because Real Madrid is up there too. So you have like, maybe they could be kind of like Warriors-ish. Actually, Manchester United might be more like the Knicks. The Knicks have been bad for longer than the Lakers. But they're just that team and that club that no matter how much they stay. Tottenham is like the Utah Jazz. Oh, that's a good one. Kind of like that. Tottenham is like, below. yeah, middle below. Show signs of being really, really good. Eh. You have like but that for one the mo- good player. But for the most part, mediocre. Yeah. But see, so that that's a, actually, I agree with that. That's a good comparison. So for people trying to wonder why we're so shocked at uh, you're, you're Tottenham being me. valued at 3.75 billion, or going to be sold for 3.75 billion, considering they're like, the middle of the pack when it comes to the middle lower tier when it comes to the Premier League. Well, since you brought up the Premier League and money and Forbes valuation and possible <laughs> sales, I will say this. Do you know on Monday was the Merseyside, Merseyside Derby, which is a, a, the rivalry match between Liverpool and Everton separated by less than five miles. You can see each other's stadiums from each other's stadiums. As you know, Liverpool is up for sale. Do you know who a special guest at the match was on Monday? Who? I will tell you what. I will give you a hint. He owns an island here in Hawaii. Oh. Larry Ellison was a special guest. And so there's speculation he might be interested because he's worth something like a hundred something billion dollars. I think like 117, I think, is his 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 uh, estimated true value at this point. Oh. He was a special guest, and there's speculation running around that he might be interested in a minority or a majority or full stake uh, takeover of Liverpool Football Club from FSG, which is Fenway Sports Group, which is the owners of, of course, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Boston Red Sox. I mean, he has an island. He might as well own something Bruh. else in the Premier League. Oh, he got goodness. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, he does have a lot of money. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! By spe- anyway, but see, but that's the crazy thing at how valuable a middle of the pack team in the Premier League Take- and how valuable soccer or actually football is in that part of the world. Where when you look at and this is Forbes, this is kind of like their most recent breakdown again. The end of fiscal 2022 where the average team values you have the NFL at the top at the average team values at 3.48 billion and right behind it is soccer at 2.53 billion just behind soccer is the NBA but the fact that the soccer clubs are 
the average team values are is right be well, significantly behind, but still second place behind the NFL and ahead of the NBA and way ahead of MLB, which is two point zero seven billion, and the NHL, as we were chuck I was chuckling before we got on the show when Alan was talking about a new contract that one of the players for the Kings signed signed and I was like, four million, that's it? Because I'm so used to, to these crazy like MLB Well and that's four NFL million numbers. a year, right? Or four yeah. point so what is that? Times eight, thirty two million total. Yeah, but that's, that's actually pretty darn good. But he, well, then again, his, he's just coming off his rookie contract, though. So that's a, that's a big price. Yeah, but then we're like I said, we're well again. He's, but yes, uh, in, in in comparison of we the talk other about sports, like Jalen Hurts super... getting a close like a deal like Patrick Mahomes now that he's coming off of his rookie deal. <laughs> yeah, there's no comparison. That's why I love hockey. These guys still <laughs> fight every day for it because they <laughs> they got to earn it. Yeah. So point. So NHL is under a billion dollar valuation in terms of team values, which is. Which is funny to me because hockey to me is more worldwide than um, I would say like NFL football. You know what I mean? Well, not anymore. That's why the NFL is doing their thing. No, of like course. But at the out. time, because you look across the world, everyone has ho- like professional hockey leagues, except, of course, your tropical places. But that's to be expected, of course. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Most of Europe, though, all have their professional hockey leagues as well. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder why it's not. Maybe it's because it's more cold centric. Might be. I th- I just think sponsorship dollars aren't the same. Yeah. So if we because look a lot of people overall, don't understand hockey. Yeah. Eh, let's understand hockey. Just use the puck and hit people and. Oh, just, here we go. Take it easy. <laughs> there. Hey, it's a fun watch. sport. I love to watch it. Uh, but the world. So if you guys are curious, the world's most valuable teams. Again, this is according to Forbes. No surprise there. The Dallas Cowboys are still always at the top of the list, and this is overall. This is like in the world. So you have Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks. Again, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. The Knicks are like your Manchester United, who actually isn't on this top list. Uh, The Golden State Warriors, the LA Lakers. And here we have our first soccer team in Real Madrid. And right behind them is Barcelona. And to top it off, following Barcelona, again, another soccer team, are the New England Patriots. So you have Real as the top. Yeah, I mean, that's what you and I talked about, was it last week or earlier this week? We said, yeah, Madrid and, and Barcelona are, are going to be like your top leaders for worldwide soccer as far as valuation, like values. And then, of course, it's probably right behind them. I would say it's it's a toss-up between PSG, Man U, and Liverpool. Liver- Actually, wow, PSG is way far. They're at seven. So at the top, this is just only doing football. Uh, Real is... At the top at 5.1 billion. Barcelona is at 5 billion. Manchester United, as I mentioned, doesn't even matter if they win or not. Uh, they're at 4.6. Yeah, their global billion. reach is insane. Yeah, 4.6 billion. Uh, at Liverpool is actually behind Man U at 4.45 billion. Uh, Bayern Munich is at 4.275. Mm, I forgot about. Ma- yeah. Manchester City is at six, and then PSG is at seven at that 3.2 well, billion. They're at they're at six right now, Manchester City, but they're about to be bankrupt. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, There's uh, about to be no yeah. team for Manchester City. <laughs> they're about to get disbanded. I say that jokingly because that's my brother's team. So that's why. So at the time, so that we were saying how it's going to be prepared to be bought for $3.7 billion, but on this Forbes list, they are all the way at 10 at 2.35 is Tottenham Hotspur. And, of course, they have your guy, Sun as the picture of for his players. 
And Arsenal is behind them. He's so good. Dude, Arsenal might win it this year. That's crazy. Yeah. Because they were so bad last year. This is just insane, though, looking at this list. But yeah, so you're a lot of money, though. I know your average teams. That's the crazy thing is that by average, the team values for soccer teams is higher than the NBA. So for all of our fans that don't really pay attention to international soccer. I've always told you. Speaking of fighting in hockey, it's so weird when I feel like we're starting to see more fights in basketball than we see in hockey. The game is changing, and, and there was always like going to be a of, bunch of sour. Well, here's tarts. Here's the thing: <laughs> like the game, like for people that always complain about fighting in the NHL, there's a reason why you allow it because you have to police yourselves. Because out there, otherwise, people take runs and just are out there taking runs to injure people. So you got to answer for your actions, right? But the game was always going to evolve naturally. Just people don't like couldn't see for what it was. Slowly, as the decades have gone on, there's been less and less fighting, just because the players have changed. The, the way the game is taught has changed. Mm-hmm. Players are a lot smaller and more agile than they were, you know, back in 10 years ago. So the game has changed. So therefore, the fighting is not as needed. You still need it, though, because you still got guys out there making runs oh, at yeah. people and, and trying to hurt your star players. So, But it's a deterrent more than anything. It's not because they, want, they don't have skill out there. Shoot, that's a skill in itself. Protect your teammates. But the game has changed and the way people are grown, uh, you know, the generations has changed. I'm not going to say softer, but they're more... You know? They get a little hurt feelings a little more. Just so, like there was that fight between the two Big West men's basketball teams. I think it was Santa, Santa Barbara, Barbara. Irvine. Yeah. And then they crashed into the seat and the old couple sitting courtside like toppled over. And then, of course, I get a text from a friend that was like, this is going to be you you and Mike in like, you know, 50 years still sitting courtside. I was like, yeah, except I'm getting up and I'm not a, I'm not afraid to hit a child if you're going to run into me like that. Oh, jeez. I'm going to pull your ear and give you lickings. You shouldn't be fighting on the court. <laughs> Where's your mother? Where's your mother running into us old people like this? Someone what? needs to teach you. <laughs> But the getting back to my point, <laughs> just the, the so hockey has changed, right? Because the players have changed. The NBA is changing also. Again, a generational thing. Yeah, it's just it's really weird to see when you look at the comparison where we barely see. Back in the day, the generation, like the, yeah, the back in the day, you had thicker skin, so a lot of these fouls didn't bother people. You just you laughed it off and you went on about your way. Now every little foul hurts another player's feelings. And so they can't handle their emotions, and then you have what you have. A lot I mean, more although, fights. Don't get me wrong. Back in the day, obviously, we had malice in the palace, but that was oh, kinda, that was great. But that's that kind of hey, like the rare. No, okay. I, I know we're against the clock here because we're super late, but the malice in the palace. <laughs> you throw a beer at me from the stands. Yeah. If I'm a player, if I'm Ron Artest, you throw a beer at me. No offense. I'm going up there too, kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like you shouldn't be able to. Do, yeah, you, I still believe. Like, like I don't. I like get it. Ron Artest should have like held his temper. Like you, I get it. But at the same time, you're only human. Yeah, you're only human. <laughs> uh, I miss the Detroit Pistons back then. Anyways, we'll be back to close it out on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, ninety five point one FM and AM seven sixty. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Alan, Mia. Uh, it's so funny because 
that Sports Business Report dropped in right there as I was going to say something else. So, yes, uh, we were talking about kind of the sale of Tottenham Hotspur, which is a middle of the tier Premier League club. And speaking of the valuation at $3.75 billion that it's reportedly going to sell for. But also because we we're kind of like dipping into hockey as well, where Ryan Reynolds looking, he already has a soccer team slash football team uh not not a premier league team but looking to buy the ottawa senators which is going to be very interesting so he kind of teamed up with the group that remington group that has will have or add to the financial backing for his chance to buy that so that's pretty cool and i think the good news for if you're the few ottawa senator fans out here their main priority is to not move the team i guess there was talks of if someone came in and bought the senators they would want to move the team so good luck i don't even know any ottawa senators fans that are here at all but just wanted to make all i know is that's who the kings beat to get their first cup in 2012 oh there you go uh boom take that boom and alan talked about you know mr lenucky owner looking to buy wait which team again liverpool liverpool screw everton well you know what well no 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 it was it's just speculation because he was a quote-unquote special guest at the match, and normally Larry El- El- Larry Ellison is not one of many people, like one of those guys that comes to watch football matches. So it was like, hmm, maybe. It's just so interesting that a lot of these European soccer clubs are like all going up for sale because another billionaire— That's, You know why? Because Qatari— um, oh yeah, they're coming in because Qatar and, and, and like, so, like Saudi, Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia money yeah. is coming in with these consortiums, which are all state ran yeah. and state owned, um, and and they're coming with stupid money. And I'm thinking like, how do countries have all this money for this stuff? But you can't take care of your own people. Well, they're also trying. That's why because they save all the money for themselves. Uh, they don't care about their other people. They just care about the upper echelon of the people there. As what. Whatever, that's their country. So um, oil money, yeah. But apparently, because there was, I gotta look it up. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow. That they're trying to look into buying another team, like the same group, but then they can't, like, because of all the, yeah, you can't have like two teams. It just, yeah, you can't. So you have to like, so then you have to like funnel money elsewhere, and then it becomes like this whole lot, like money laundering thing, and it's like. What is what is going on here? God. So, but anyways, another billionaire said to be in the mix for actually Manchester United, which we're not excited about, is actually Elon Musk, amongst other billionaires. That'd be a lot of money, though. Yeah. So he is reportedly one of several billionaires weighing uh, buying Manchester United, who could definitely use new ownership. Please. I, you know what though? At that price point, even for Liverpool, if you're like, if if you have billions of dollars, at that price point, are you really going to get your money back and then some at the end of your run of ownership with that club? Because it's already pretty valued at a pretty astronomical number. It's not like when Liverpool, like when FSG bought Liverpool or when the Glazers bought Manchester United for like. 100, 200, 300 million dollars, and now it's worth 3.75 bill, you know, with a B. It's, it's not like you're not getting that return on your investment. I don't care who you are, because once you're at 3.75, 4, 5 billion dollars, pretty hard to go up into like, let's say, 7, 8, 9, 10 billion. Well, I mean, it says Elon's interested in making a 5.4 billion dollar move on Manchester United. Yeah, but then again, that's my point. At that price point, are you going to make like, you know, are you really going to, and how many years? Make seven, eight, nine, ten billion to make it worth it? Oh, you mean Elon? Yeah. 
I don't think these guys really care. I do because it's still money to them and they're all about money. Right? Money, 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 money. I don't think he's going to stop making Make money with like Tesla and SpaceX. and. Oh, I don't know. Tesla, so they're point, dropping it, prices. It's more of like the play money. He's just playing with house money at this point. Just kind nah, of, even like there. Jeff Bezos, like wanting to buy like teams and stuff. It's like, well, this is just one of those. like Just cool to say I own yeah, one. Yeah, not a substantial return on investment, but where you can make significant income like year after year and it's only going to go up like that's it's maybe like you're right maybe in like a couple of years it won't jump substantially but it definitely is not sports and sports teams are definitely not on the decline so anyways been a pack show make sure you stick around for sharks weekly coming up next just about five minutes after the top of the hour uh, remember happy valentine's day alan <laughs> for alan mia i'm kule ugbayani mahalo for listening bye your home for USC Trojans football, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.